Welcome. I am Dr. Renee Sunday. I am your favorite Southern girl. You are listening to Good Deeds Radio. Oh, we're so excited to be here. First of all, we want to just thank you, thank you, thank you for your continued support. You always support us in regards of downloading our podcast and iTunes, review, you know, looking at us and viewing us and, on YouTube and on social media and our websites. And we just thank you, thank you, thank you for that because we love you here at Good Deeds Media Network and all the things we have been entrusted with, the radio, TV, magazine, publishing, all those things. We just thank you, thank you, thank you. And you know I love being your host. <laughs> I'm officially known as a platform builder and your favorite Southern girl. The thing is I want you to know is I'm a servant. I love helping people smile and for them to actually walk out their destiny in life. But, you know, let's get to the question because, you know, I just love our amazing guests that we have. Oh, I'm so excited. I can't. Stay still. But the question for Dr. Renee for this segment, the question was, and you know my team, they always send me a question back. <laughs> that uh, I'm always authentic. That's just me naturally. But the thing about it, it always aligns itself, and that's from our Heavenly Father always does it. The question someone asked me is, Dr. Sunday, when we listen to your story, it seems like, and that I'm just, per, you know, how they presented the question that there was always a divine appointment. There was always a divine presence over your life. And they say um, that you're in ministry, you're in all the things that you do, but how, how, how do you like that? It, you know, you go from one title to the it, But you know what? I Just like the question that, uh, the way I answered the question to the young man, I said, first of all, just like I just said, I'm a servant. So regardless of what I do, if I have the teacher hat on, if I have the, the ministry hat, if I have the publishing, the media personality, the Southern Bell, whatever, the thing about it is, and just like you as well, you have to be a servant. You have to be authentic, compassionate. But you have to always make sure you give credit where credit is due. And I know that God is the only way that I, that I am where I am right now. Okay, I have to always put that out there because that's true. And the thing about it is the next thing, I respect people. I, I, I try, you know, my goal in life is to meet people where they are because everybody, and, and you know this, this may be an option for somebody, everybody, everybody does not have the right motive. A lot of people's motives are not right. You see what I'm saying? But you have to still show love in everything you do and say. Because you know what? God always has a plan, and his plan is always good. So no matter what people try to put in your way, he always has a way of escape. He always has the plan. And I always remember it's a great plan with abundance, joy, and laughter the fruit of the spirit, right? So, we, of course, we had a longer conversation than that. But I just want to give y'all that a little bit too big because you can't worry about what other people say. You can't be concerned about what people say. Um, and I hate to say this, one good friend of mine that's a prophet, she actually said, and I laugh about it because uh, she said it on social media, that a lot of things that you see on social, social media is a lie. And I'm like, oh, my God. 
That's what she said. But the thing about it is what she was really trying to tell you is you have to to make sure you assert your own purpose and your own goals in life. A lot of people do things, and that's how they just want to get affirmations. They want to get the praise from people. But the key is give praise to God. You want praise from God. You want to praise God. And he will elevate you, guess what, in due time. You know I go on in, but I can't do it today. <laughs> we want to get to our amazing guests because, you know, miracles happen every day. You know, just like the titles, we have Good Deeds. Our Good Deeds magazine, we say Good Deeds, you know, they happen every second, every minute of the day, all throughout the day, and miracles do the same. But we, this amazing young man that we actually have, I mean, we're going to love his voice because he's a long-life resident of upstate New York. So, you know, I love New York. They love Southern Bells. But the thing about it is he's an awarded-winning author, inspirational speaker, but he has a miracle, oh, my God, that God has really have done in his life. And I'm not going to spill the bean because I love when people tell their own story. So we want to welcome, welcome none other than Jim Bay here to Good Deeds. Are you there? Yes, I am. Thank you for having me, Dr. Sunday. It's been wonderful. Wow. Uh, yep. <laughs> I'm excited. I can't help stay still. But Jim, Jim, Jim. Please tell us, uh, you know, just your voice just makes us exciting about living life. So tell us a little bit more about yourself and the amazing thing that has gone on in your life and that's going on in your life as we speak. Well, um, sure. Uh, it, it, I'll just go back real quick back in uh, a couple, you know, of course a bunch of things where, you know, they would say tragedy. I, I've had two kids pass away. Uh, my one son in 2000, my other son in 2006. And uh, people ask, how'd you get through it? And you don't really ever get through it, but you also, you know, you also still, you know, give it up to God and keep faith. And uh, what helped, you know, me and my ex-wife, you know, when you have other kids that you have to still take care of and, and, and to help them along the ways, it kind of gets you busy again, you know? So anyway, and I bring up my kids because they're in the book too that passed away. All the kids are in, but... uh and then, in, uh, so that was 2000 and then 2006, oh, my other son died. My first son was a pound, four ounces, 10 days, and he passed away. And then my other son was 18 mm-hmm. and died of kidney disease. And then, and, uh, mm-hmm. so I was going along, you know, and, and, and uh, you know, we, uh, you know, financially we struggled because uh, my one son with the kidney disease, it was quite a burden on the whole family and all that, you know, but you do what mm-hmm. you got to do with your kids and your family. So that wasn't, you know, so anyway, and so I was going along, and and um, and then uh, in 2009, November 15th, I was actually I I used to um, my you know my author's name is Jim Bubba Bay, and uh, Bubba because that's who I am, that's part of who I am, and the other reason why is the book would have been too heavy if if there wasn't some you know Bubba stories in there. So there's some Bubba stories in there, and and they you know and people thank me for writing them because people wouldn't go they wouldn't get through the book if it was just all tragedy and even though God's great, still people read and they you know can't believe well two kids died and all that. So anyway, it brings their emotions up and down, which as an author is that's what you want. So that's great. But anyway, uh, so in 2009, I uh, November 15th, I. Uh, I normally don't walk around the house. I had moved in to rent from my brother because me and my ex-wife, we split up. And, and I just, I normally don't walk around here and it was dark out. And so I just didn't feel well. 
and I just wanted to go for a little walk at the end of the night, you know, during the night before I went to bed. So I went out for a walk. Needless to say, I uh, on the I normally don't go past my house because it's a dead end road, but there, 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 I ended up going past my house because there was some drunken people on the road out by the main road, and I didn't want to interact with them, and I wasn't feeling still well. So I went past my house down the road a little bit, turned around, felt good, you know, felt better. And so I started heading home, mm-hmm. and I saw a car lights off a hill. Uh, didn't see the car. The car lights, you know how they shine off a hill. And so when I walk at night, mm-hmm. I usually I usually get off the side of the road and stop so that, you know, everybody has reaction time, you know, and I could step a little further in the woods if I have to or off the side of the road. And, and that was my plan. And then the next thing you know, I did that. And the next thing I know, I stumbled forward. And the next thing I know, I was flying through the air, uh, free falling. Oh, wow. So I ended up falling. So I fell 14 feet head first into a culvert and, uh, you wow. know, I, uh, I landed on my head. And, uh, so of course I didn't, I knew I was in serious, serious trouble, but I didn't know, I didn't know all the main damage until after I got out of a coma. But basically I ended up fracturing my skull, brain bleak, concussion, traumatic brain injury. I broke my left scapula. I broke 11 ribs, seven on the left, four on the right. And the amazing thing is my whole right side of my body never hit the ground and four ribs broke over there. And then I broke C7 two ways and I broke T, T1 to T12. I broke nine of those and I broke two of those two ways. So I broke 23 bones wow. with 26 fractures and uh, blood in the lungs, bruised lungs and everything. And, and uh, that's, and I, I, I don't know how long I was out, but I was unconscious in the, in the culvert with, I landed on rock head first and, uh, and then I woke up and, you know, basically to not take too long, I, uh, I, I yelled for help. I did, I, I, I did have enough worth, you know, the way my brain was, it was scrambled, but I, I thought about my cell phone, but realized I didn't have it. And so I didn't bother looking for it cause it would just waste energy. And then I, um, it's really true for me. I don't know everybody. I only know what happened to me as far as like, die, you know, almost, almost dying, but you know, my life did go in front of me, you know, like. And I started to have mixed emotions because, you know, I, uh, my kids are pound four ounces, t- live 10 days, and my other son was 18. If you believe in heaven, where do you mm-hmm. think, you know, they, they would be, right? And so I, I thought mm-hmm. I did enough to go to heaven, you know, even though I wasn't the best practicing Christian and all that stuff. I still thought I, I did okay in life to go there, you know, and, and then, uh, mm-hmm. but I still had kids <laughs> here and family here, you know. So anyway, that's what, mm-hmm. so I called for help down there and, you know, obviously no one came. It was nighttime. And then I uh, thought about my ex-wife. She found our, um, our, our oldest, or, you know, one that passed away with kidney disease. She found him dead in his apartment after three or four days. So you can imagine oh. what she saw. So that mm-hmm. made me think to get to the road, you know, um, or, or, do, or try to get to where I came from. It took me a little while to figure that out. And, uh, so I decided I would try to get to where I came from, but I actually was going to die because I, I had no hope. Um, you can only imagine the amount of pain I was in. Uh, I had four and a half inch crack in my head and bleeding like crazy. And so that's, that was my hope to get to the, you know, to, to get to the road. I, I, I kind of finally remembered, Hey, that's where I came from. And I, there was a, thankfully there was a field on my left or kind of one side and then there was this big wall on my right so it allowed it helped me figure out where i came from you know because how am i going to get healed hurt in a field you know so so anyway i was able to um i didn't know if i was paralyzed or not yet and and thank the god i wasn't and uh, i was able to uh 
I started to crawl, which was very painful. And then I climbed the hill all by myself with all that fractures and wow. a bunch of healthy, healthy people have gone down in the hole and climbed up the way I went and they have trouble getting out of there, let alone with all that damage. So I, I was going to the road to die. And, um, I know it sounds crazy, but you know, there's a point when you're hurt that bad that, I mean, you can believe in God all you want and all that stuff, but you know, there's no one happening, nothing's happening. And so that's what I did. I went to the road to die and I actually made it out of the culvert and climbed the hill and I got to this log, and the log's real important to the story, but I got to this log, and everybody at nighttime would know, you would know you're laying on a log in the dark, everybody would know it's a log, mm-hmm. but you, can you describe it, you know, can you describe it? So I was laying on a log, and I was content on dying, it, I, of course I was crying and all that, don't get me, you know, I was crying, upset, and, you know, blood mixed, everything was crazy, it was, it was, it was crazy, but I, but I actually uh, became content on dying, I actually decided, you know, okay, this is it. And uh, so I closed my eyes on the log because I, I couldn't go any further. I was in so much pain mm-hmm. from just doing what I did. And, uh, of course, like I said, I didn't know what I actually did until after the hospital, you know, mm-hmm. the x-ray. But beforehand, you know, you're in so much pain. So I was laying on the log and, you know, I just closed my eyes. And I, I, I don't know, it's kind of weird, but I always thought, like in the TV shows, if you die with your eyes open people will walk up and your eyes will be open. I didn't know. You know what? I've never almost died before. You know, but so I ended up, uh, (laughs) you know, closing my eyes and I, you know, and then the most amazing thing happened after that. So I was content and dying. And, and uh, when we wrote the book, because my friend Mickey Ruzik wrote it with me, he lives in Bangkok, Thailand. So we wrote it halfway across the road, most of world, most of it. So that was cool. And uh, anyway, he, um, we were getting to the point. He's like, well, what happened next? And I, it was hard to describe. And then I finally remembered and it happens to everybody. You, you, um, you know, we all are as kids, we all oversleep and then your parents turn your light on and there's like this big bright light mm-hmm. on the outside of your eyelids and you open them up. So that's what happened to mm-hmm. me. I was laying there in this log and, and all of a sudden my eyes felt like they were, you know, I had to open them up and, and the most amazing thing, you know, was coming at me. It was, um, you know, ended up being God and, my kids were there who passed away and uh and i i you know as, as you go along the journey you i, I already kind of knew this stuff but sometimes you, it's harder to put things in words and then as you go along your journey you realize but the reason why because people say you can't see god and the why i claim i met god was because he the the figure to me said my son jesus so that's why mm. but then I, but then I've taught the people, like people come up to me and are like, oh, the Bible says you can't see G- uh, God. And I'm like, well, I, I don't know. That's all that was told to me. And how do I not know it was Jesus' body with God speaking through it? You know what I mean? So I don't know. You know, right, like, like, right. Exactly. Like, yeah. You know, so it could that could have been the way. But he said, my son, Jesus, to me. And then the other reason, I... Because my spirituality has blown up since since this. I, I, I never knew about, like, shaman and, you know, and, and, and Reiki and all, all that spirituality stuff, too. I never knew about any of that stuff. And I didn't, you know, and I was, I, to, to go back a little bit, my, my Christian life was, um, I didn't know the Bible. There's a reason not. It's in the book. I leave it, you know, I'll, I'll leave it there and people want to, you know, but there's a reason why I didn't know the Bible. And I, I, I was a Christian Christian. I went to church on Christmas and Easter. And other than that, I didn't go to church, you know, mm-hmm. but I, but mm-hmm. I was a believer, you know, I believed in, and I believed mm-hmm. in all these encounters, all these things, you know, but that's, you know, but that's where I was. But 
if an orb, because I did it to other people like, oh, did an orb come or a light? If an orb, or even though even a light, you know, people say they see the light, I would have never moved anywhere. Mm-hmm. I would have never moved because I would have had no understanding what was happening. So for me, wow. it had to it had to come as a figure, and then my kids, it, it's kind of. But one of their destinies was they died. Well, they were going to meet me the night I fell, you know. And mm. like I said, my, like I said, my one son was ten, uh, ten days old. I mean, if you believe in heaven, where would he be? He, he didn't. Even, he he went from one hospital to the other hospital and never left, you know. Mm-hmm. And then my other son's eighteen, mm-hmm. you know. And you know, chances are he you know didn't do enough sinning not to go into heaven. So where would they be if you believe in heaven? So I was doing another book event, and like I said, sometimes, it, you, you, as, as you know, as you, probably for yourself and everybody that's out there, you, you, you go along your journey, and sometimes it, you can put it words, but you totally can't put it words. And as you go along, then you can put it words more, you know? So I was mm-hmm. at an event, and they, and they asked you know, they asked me about my kids, and this one lady had a, lost her son recently. And actually, she read the book, and she said she thought she never could read a book with death having kids die in the book. And she said my book actually helped her, which a lot of people with um, dying kids and wow. death have said, have said my book also helps them with that. And anyway, she she was like, well, and then it dawned on me, and then it dawned, you know, like they, they were there to reiterate what was happening was happening to me, you know, like this was from heaven. I mean, when it first happened, I thought, I, I of course, I didn't know it was God right away. I thought this is, I was like, wow, this is how you go to heaven, you know? At first, I was like, okay, I'm going to heaven, you know. So anyway, one of the keys to the story, though, or to the, you know, testimony and all that stuff is why God, and we had our conversation and all that, and it's in part of it, you know, it's in the book, some of it and all that. And uh, one of the, um, but why he was there, it, 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 it was so bright and beautiful that I was able to, although my neck was broken, I was able to see, you know, those trees that have like no bark and no branches and they're like old, they're like telephone poles, kind of hard on the outside, soft mm-hmm. on the inside, you know? So anyway, mm-hmm. I was able mm-hmm. to see what I was laying on, you know, like I was able to like see wow. the log and kind of describe it. So after, you know, I don't want to, you know, after God left and, and, and I, I tell what, what God did for me is one, he told me to tell, tell my story, you know, to tell what happened that night. I got things to do for him and believe me, he's blown up my life. It's mm-hmm. just like crazy. And, and, um, but the Holy, you know, like I, I never used to have intuition and like gut feelings. That's the Holy spirit. Now I never had that. Never, 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 never. I didn't really have it. I wasn't that type of person. And now it's constant. But anyway, why God was there and I was able to see this, 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 you know, log I was on, but why he was there, what he did for me, he didn't, he didn't heal me. He didn't take my pain away. I mean, I was in awe when he was there. So it felt like my pain was gone, but what he did for me was um, I, 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 I compare it to, you know, those military jet planes and then they're about to run out of gas and a big bomber comes in and hooks up to them and fills them up in the middle of the mm-hmm. air, you know. Well, that's mm-hmm. what God did for me. He he hooked his hose up to me, you know, not literally, but he hooked his hose up to me and he filled me back with faith and hope and all that, mm-hmm. you know, and, wow. and, and determination and um. And, of course, while he was there, he never told me what to do next. So after he goes and my kids and it gets all dark again, uh, and, and mm-hmm. the key to the, one, of the, one of the keys is it was 730 at night, on a, you know, and there's no traffic, there's no street lights. 
the, um, I was hurt so bad they were going to fly me in a helicopter, but they couldn't because it was too foggy. So there's no moonlight. Obviously, there's no sunlight. There's no street lights, and the closest house is hundreds of feet away, and they have no out. There was no outside lights on, so there's only one light that, and there's no car because I was like, by the time I got to this log by the road, I was only two, three, four feet off the road. You would have seen me, a big bloody mess. So there was no car light. So why God was there, I was able to see this log. So after he left, mm-hmm. I was able to turn a little bit. And I saw this light. I know it's symbolic, but it's really true. I saw this little light inside this house. And I said, that's where I got to go. Now, it even gets more amazing because I knew if I crawled there, I would be dead. Because I would have never made it mm-hmm. in time. But I also didn't know if I could walk. But I ended up walking to this house 200-something feet down the road with all these broken bones and blood and um I shuffled my feet more like walking, but it took me two times to do it. First time I fell back down, second time I was able to do it. And the, another amazing thing, how great God is, the house, which ended up being my neighbor's house, which I've never talked to before, I always just waved. We always did the neighborly wave because I just, you know, I moved in not too long, long ago. I ended up, um, mm-hmm. uh, she wasn't even home when I fell. She was actually wow. in... She she was coming home from New Jersey, and it's like a four-hour, five-hour ride. And all she had to do was stop at a bathroom one more time, and I would have been dead on her lawn, you know? So, I mean, it's amazing. Why I'm hurting in the culvert, God makes it where she comes home, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was able to uh, – so I got up and walked, which when I got out of a coma, people – everybody in the hospital thought I crawled. And when they heard I walked, they could not believe that I actually walked with all that damage. But I ended up walking to the woman's house and knocking on the door. And, uh, you know, and then uh, to, to fast forward, important with the logging God. You know, all these all these testimonies to me always have a, 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 a like, a, oh, yeah, okay, okay, that's cool. And then they, all, they, they always have like a catch or something that likes, okay, wait a minute, how did that, you know what I mean? They always got a catch where like, okay, it's kind of hard to doubt. So... While I was in a coma, my 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 brother Mary, my brother John and his wife Marianne, they they found out through my mm-hmm. niece Genesis about Care and Bridge. It's a website where you can put a page up with sick people, hurt people, and then people go on there with their email, and then you can update it and send it back. Anyway, they made a page for me, and of course, all these I mean, hundreds of hundred I forget hundred something messages, and a lot of people are saying, "Oh, God must have done something." God, God, you know, and all that. But they also took pictures of where I fell. So when I was in rehab, mm. they they took me to read, you know, to read the messages. I, they asked me if I was ready. I was like, well, I'm I'm ready as I'll ever be. So I ended up, you know, reading the messages. And my neighbor, who I knocked on her door, wrote a God message, and she didn't know I met God. She wrote one like, you know, God must have put you on my door, and he literally did, you know. And um, so anyway, right after that, my brother says, you want to see where you fell? And I was like, well... You know, yeah, okay. And he shows me the picture. And the first picture he shows me is the log I described straight out of a coma that I met God at. To a T. Wow. You know? And and I was already 99%. You know, I was already pretty positive that all happened for me. But when I described the log, oh, and my family, people who went and saw you know, that morning, the next morning or whatever, they said there was a lot of blood at this log and I had to stop at this log. You know, I must have rested or did something. Of course, they didn't know that what really happened. But, um, 
Yeah, mm-hmm. so I described this box straight out of a coma to a T, you know. And it was dark out other than, wow. you know, so how would you describe it? So that's, you know, so to me, you know, that's what I do. And and uh, so anyway, I I, uh, I wrote the book because God told me, one, you know, tell my, and I was telling people one at a time. I, I could I could just go on the rest of my life telling people one at a time. I didn't care. And and, and I never brought it up. I'm sure the same thing with you, right? You never bring it up. I never brought mm-hmm. the accident up. I never I never said nothing. It's like God's like, oh, that guy over there, he oh, he needs to talk to Jim. Boy, I'm going to make him about run at it because we have a family gas station too. I'm going to make him run low on gas, and he's never been in that station, but I'm going to make him pull in there. Because I have one guy. It's in the mm-hmm. book, a real quick story. It's you know, uh, it, but but basically, like stuff that would happen is this guy came in because I also you know he came in to get gas and I had been working the station that time, and uh, he come in mm-hmm. and and he complained about his life and then he said um and then he said oh my my uh, my neck hurts and uh, it really bothered me today and I'm like oh I said oh yeah I'm sorry to hear that I know all I said was I understand I never I didn't say I broke my neck. Because I broke C7 two mm-hmm. ways. I never said anything. I just said I understand. So I let him go. And, he, you know, because, like, sometimes you work at a gas station, like being a bartender. People come in and just rant and rave, you know, and, and you just let him go. Mm-hmm. And I was just listening. I was listening, listening and stuff like that. And he went on his way, and he talked 10 minutes to me. Or, and I've never met him before. And he, and, he, and he comes and pays and keeps talking. And he gets to the door, and then he turns around and he says, oh, by the way, how do you know what I'm feeling about my neck? Of course, there's the mm-hmm. opening, and I have, and I have a little minute. I have a quick version, real quick, like it takes a minute, not to take people's time up. And I, and, and of course, you know, some people go on their way, and he happened to turn around and said, "Well, you got to elaborate that more," you know. So he ended up staying, you know, for a while. And when he left, he decided things weren't that bad. That you know, compared to me, they were. He was doing pretty good, you know. So, you know, and then and then he. And then he actually lost the receipt. I, I went out soon after, found the receipt on the on the ground. I picked it up and threw it away to keep the place clean. And he came back like 15 mm-hmm. minutes later, realizing he. I guess he, you know, it's one of their. He uses his money. He gets re, re- reimbursed or something. Anyway, he came back. Mm-hmm. He needed a receipt, and 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 he and he just told me how much he changed, how much I changed his life already just in that meeting. And he's never been in the station, and something told him to pull in. Wow. You know, so. Wow. You know, that kind of, I, I, yeah. Ooh, I, I'm just so amazed. And amazed. Let me ask you this, though, but you know, because your story is so powerful, and, of course, we will let the listening audience know how to obtain your um, your publication and, and to continue to support you. But when we talked in the green room, it really amazed me, and I want you to kind of chime on that just briefly. Since your experience, and we see it, we hear it in your voice, but what has this done for you and your family in regards of your life? I, I, I mean, it's just amazing. I can hear the joy, the peace, and the laughter, but the experience you went through, can you say that totally saved your life? Are you just a whole nother person? Chime on that a little bit because I think that's what people need to realize. When you have that divine uh, experience, it does change your whole life. Oh, it! My life is just blown up. I mean, the one thing I want to say, which you got, I, I mean, in some ways, it um, 
it, it, just because you have a divine intervention, because people talk to everybody. And and one thing I want to just say real quick, when my when we got done with the book, it was like the eighth draft or whatever. We said, well, what's different in your book? You know, the our book. You know, what's different that you would um that people would want to read it? And then we realize, you know, because we I believe all those stories. I and and then we realized how many people have two kids pass away, and then themselves have all these broken stuff, and and you know, pretty much near death as near death could be, but didn't die, but had it, you know, just met God and came back to talk about it all in a decade. So that's what, you know, but in the process of all this is what it's done for me is just blowing up my spiritual Christian uh, life. I still don't really, I, I know about the Bible and I, I, I got names going on now because I'm, because of my brain injury. Although I was lucky when I, I'm one of the lucky ones when I fell and hit my head, I tell doctors, it's the only way I could compare it. Like I, I was pretty t- intelligent when I fell. Um, so I, I was up the ladder, higher up the ladder. I wasn't a genius and like that. I just was pretty intelligent. So I fell down the ladder three or four rungs, but I landed where I could mm-hmm. function pretty decent. I have memory loss and mm. it's hard to read stuff and I got to read pages. So I haven't really read, you know, but I, 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 I gather stuff, but as far as, but, on the other hand, like all these stories, like we're talking to green room, all, all these stories have, they have, um, you know, there's always, there's always like a give and take, like someone turns into a great painter and they never were before. Well, the gift I got, of course, you always give something. I gave up chronic, I gave chronic pain in exchange for sociability, I call it, because it's insane. Before I fell and hit my head, I, I, don't, I, I wasn't shy and I, I don't know if I was technically introvert. I was kind of like in between that, kind of like if I knew you, I'd talk your ear off. I mean, as soon as I knew you, i talk, <laughs> talk, talk. But for any strangers or anything like that, even phone, I would not call on the phone to people. You know, I would not do that. I Or, or I would have my wife do it. And, you know, when I was growing up, my parents, you know, my mom did it for me or my brother. Matter of fact, they got a cute story. Back in the day, I'm going to date myself, but I used to be in Cub Scouts, and we used to sell this called this Tom Watt kit. You open the box up, it's Christmas paper, you know, fundraising thing. And I dragged my sister with me. She has nothing to do with the Boy Scouts, Cub Scouts. I dragged her with me, and she knocked on the door, and I would hide in the bushes. And then if <laughs> she got a, if she got an okay response, I would come out, and I would go in, and then she would still do all the talking. And that was me. I'm not going to lie. That was me. Since then, meeting God, of course, it's not about me no more. It's the message. And people, I, I kind of, it's going to be title of my next book. But um, I, I, I was with, you know, I was with my friend of mine at a cafe, and I finally was able to put it in words. What I do is why I do. It's the message is bigger than me. That's why I do mm-hmm. what I do now. It's not about me, mm-hmm. you know. And 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 the book wouldn't be about me. I mean, it's about me only the, but it, you know, but the message is bigger than me. But I, I, I just, um, so I, I just blown up spiritually. I've learned about all different stuff. Um, and, and I've also, but I'm outgoing. I talk to everybody, everybody and anybody about anything. <laughs> uh, I, I, I see somebody with an ice cream cone. I ask them what flavor it is, where they got it. Um, I'm, and I'm not nosy. I just talk. I just talk to everybody. Mm-hmm. When my kids are with me, I embarrass them. Matter of fact, that was a Walmart. We all know how big Walmarts are, right? We all know how big Walmarts mm-hmm. are, right? And it was raining one day, right? And we got done, and we're about in the middle of the of the 
uh, we're more on one side, about three quarters away down on one side, and it was raining bad here, and we we had been in the store for like a half hour, so our cart was nice and dry. Well, this little old lady comes in to go get the carts, and the guy had just wheeled them in, and literally we we're halfway across Morna at Walmart, and I yell out, "Hey, lady!" And everybody's looking. My kids are starting to close their head. I got a cart for you. Hold on, honey. It's all warmed up. You know, yelled halfway across just to give her this cart so she didn't have to use a, a wet cart. I mean, wow. it's just insane. And then, um, like, doing these interviews and all that, like with you right now, and I, I've been on uh, TV, you know, uh, cable TV and all that, and you could put 10 cameras in front of me, and I still, it does not phase me. I, I have no, I just ama- it's just amazing. Like, I'm speaking at a school uh uh, Faith Christian Academy in Poughkeepsie here on Thursday, and and I, I I'm not nervous. I don't get nervous about anything. And the other thing, a lot wow. of what I do, which I'm sure you do too, and mo- people will get it, is I don't. It's it's God's, you know. Um, and I'm just I'm 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 just Jim Bubba Bay. I'm just a normal guy. I'm nothing special about me. There is nothing special about me, and I'm just me. But you know, I I I I do God's. You know, I serve Him in whatever way He needs, and I go wherever He tells me to go. But when I go to these events, um, I don't I don't prepare a speech, per se, because it is my life, and I just do. I just let God throw through me, and 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 mm-hmm. and because it's happened so often. I let it go because there is a lot in my book. There's death. There's dying. There's there's being hurt. There's God. Um, but my books. But there. But the one reason why I wrote the book the way I did is there's not a lot of scripture in there because I don't know the Bible. It's there's one matter of fact. There's one Bible quote and it's beginning the scripture. It's right in the beginning. It's like it's like on the first page and it kind of like fell in the pit. Well, I did fall, you know. But and the reason why is because I want people to know that God showed up for Jim Bubba Bay on this little dead road in Pine Plains, New York, which has one traffic light in the whole town and this little mm-hmm. country here and he showed up for me and God's for everybody. Whether you know the Bible, don't know the Bible, God's for non-believers. It, it's it's up to you if you want to God, God the one thing in everybody's life which is kind of is part of my speech on Thursday, and it kind of God just gave it to me. I woke up the other morning kind of like doing a sermon. It happens to me. I wake up and I start talking to myself, <laughs> and I start talking these things, and I'm like, you know, what am I going to share with the kids? And I've kind of had some ideas because they're like uh, sixth to eighth grade or something like that. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. you got to, you know, you don't change things. You just got to curtail it to, you know, your audience. And, and, and yeah, you know, the right. one thing that, you know the, the 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 main thing, and this is I know, and some of this other people already know, and they think of it all the time. But for me, it's you know the you can lose money, money comes and goes, friends come and go, cars come and go, homes come and go, uh, you know relationships come and go, uh, clothes come and go. The only constant there is is God's always there. It's the one constant That's in right. our life. That's right. You know. That's right. Wow, that is so amazing. Jim, you're just so lovable. Do us a favor because, you know, time has gone by so quick here. Oh, my God, we have to have you back. But tell us how we can get your amazing publications and tell us how we can actually support you on social media. And if we have anything down this way that we actually need to get, you need to be part of, which is so many things, please tell us how we can book you as well. Yeah, um, my my website's Jim Bubba Bay, and uh, 
my author's name, and, and there's all you know ways to contact me on there. Uh, my my uh, my Facebook is Jim Bubba Bay or Miracle on Hammertown Road. It's my pages, and then Jimmy Bay is my personal account, which I I I I, I use them all, you know, all in between. Instagram, it's Jim Bubba Bay. Um, the the book's available on uh, you know Jim Bubba Bay. It's available on Amazon, available on Barnes and Noble. It's available as e-books, you know, Nook and Kindle, and it's actually available as an Audible book. Which which is a whole other amazing story for another show. It's going to be part of my second book, but. You know, just the money I spent on Audible was paid back in spades, and I haven't been paid, you know, but just this one thing that happened, it's just amazing. It was all the – it it paid for just spiritually in my gut, my soul, my heart. It was just amazing, amazing, amazing thing that happened, all because of this Audible book, you know, and it it involved a couple blind ladies, you know. So, um, yeah, so – and and you know and they can. But we're gonna have to get and, you back on here because you you have a you have an amazing story, life, and just journey that we we will get you back on very soon. But we just yeah, thank you I, so much for first being in your presence yeah, and again being a guest here with us on Good Deeds. Yeah, and also I just I'm an inspirational speaker too when I go to events and speak and all that, and you know I do God's work. So anyway, I forgot to throw that out there. So yeah, I I, I love doing this stuff, you know, and it's all for God, and I'll, I'll come back whenever you want me or wherever you want me to go, I go, you know. So thanks for <laughs> well, having me. All right, well thank you so much. Yes, yes. Ooh, ladies and gentlemen, I just you know I'm pumped up. Jim Bubba Bay, you gonna have to come. His book amazing. I, I mean, I'm telling you, I'm telling you firsthand. And award winning. He didn't get a chance to say that, but has won many awards. But you know, the great thing, he's so humble, he wasn't gonna say it. But you know, God has the validation. God has uh, really shined on him. And the thing that he said that I love so that God actually is there for you as well. Woo! I'm so excited. But anyway, I'll, the replay will be up very shortly that you can share it. Of course, download it on, um, on iTunes. Um, it'll be on YouTube, our, our website, and all the social media. And if you want to be a guest here with us on Good Deeds, you can contact us, uh, Good Deeds Radio, on our TV show, our magazine, if you want to be a subscriber, if you want to advertise or have uh, any of the sponsorship packages, we actually have that as well. If you want your own radio show, we actually are coaching people with that, and we also give you an opportunity to have a slot on the Good Deeds Media Network. You know what time works for you because you got to make sure we stay committed with that, right? Commitment is important because the audience love, love to hear from you. And also, we have a publishing company and a nonprofit organization. All of our information is at ReneeSunday.com. Again, that is Renee, R-E-N-E-E, Sunday, S-U-N-D-A-Y.com. What we want you to know is you do have a calling. You do have a reason you were born. You know what I'm about to say. You're not a mistake. <laughs> you got to do the three things. You got to believe. You got to trust. And guess what? You got to walk that thing out, right? And you got to don't stop. You have to get it, get it. And you have to get your purpose and get your purpose now. You know, this is Good Deeds, and I'm Dr. Renee Sunday. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>